What's happening, Financial Coaches? Peter here. Hey, I want to talk to you about something. This was some uh, stats that I saw in a webinar here. It was kind of about the state of financial coaching, and I thought there were some really interesting things, some things that I have seen in my own experiences on financial coaching, and I don't think it would surprise anyone. So for me, having done financial coaching for about six years now, really we have seen some changes here in the past few years to higher technology, right? It's just getting easier to connect with people. When I first started financial coaching, I was doing in-person workshops, with people in the local community, and then I was doing follow-up one-on-one sessions with those people that wanted to and they requested my time, you know, obviously in their home or sometimes we'd find a public space. The company I was actually working for had a bunch of offices around, so sometimes I could book a room there uh, and give some private uh, time. But it was always about putting people locally with the people that you were gonna work with. Now, technology has kind of changed that uh, dynamic here and now you can work with anyone right obviously the phone has always been available but things like this and communicating over video and seeing facial expressions and the anguish that people go through or the joy that, that they find when they accomplish something you know is is more visceral and real and visible when it's you know shared on video and so i really like that opportunity and you can do that with a lot of free tools from freeconferencing.com to, to zoom and some of those other things but uh, that means that I wasn't surprised when I saw kind of a state of financial coaching that over the last three years, the number of coaches out there, the number of financial coaches has steadily co continued to come down. And I think one of the reasons for that is it's a tough business to make any money. I, I see a lot of people, and I get asked about this, about people wanting to do this as a side hustle. And I did a video about that. I think it's the right way to go because there isn't nearly as much money as there was in this years ago. And there really wasn't that much money in this years ago either, right? In fact, we kind of ran this operation on a shoestring because, you know, it just wasn't a lot of money to be made. And, you know, there's an irony about it because the people that need the help the most, that are probably the most motivated, that realize that they need to do something are probably the ones in the worst financial spot and they don't have the discretionary cash to hire someone like you, right? The people who are doing well and have a lot of money probably have things are pretty well in cruise control. Maybe they, they, they need your help, but they don't feel the pain, they don't feel the urgency, right? So that's kind of the irony of it. So I've continued to see financial coaches fall. Now, by this stat, and I, you know, it's hard to know exactly what qualifies as financial coach because there's counselors and therapists and things like that out there as well. And a lot of advisors are doing coaching as well. But uh, the, the number of coaches from 2017 to current looks to be about half. And that was a surprising number to me. So that about, a, you know, in about three years, half of the people have bailed maybe even more so because i see that new coaches are coming in obviously i get a lot of questions about it and here let me just say this i don't want you to obsess about the numbers you know if it's falling 50 percent or not what it's just more directional it's just something to think about that most of the people that have come into this have bailed out and not necessarily after 15 20 years maybe after a year maybe after two years and more people are coming in and yet still the net number is down so the other thing here is that as i was talking about with zoom and video and all these other things there's a rise in technology so people are using more technology and on top of that people um, that are using financial coaching types of services are deferring more to the technology version so virtual coaching online courses you know all these types of things that take the human coach like you and me out of the equation right if i want to work on budgeting a lot of times now people are saying the clients the participants are saying well i don't know if i need to engage with you for an hour it may be very personal for me what i'd like to do is maybe time shift that or go on demand and watch a virtual course on budgeting you know do an hour or two of that right and 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 we've seen this in our own practice we've built courses on paying down debt and budgeting and first-time home buying and getting mortgages and things like this and it's a great way for us to scale our effort and it's a great way for me to put my face out there and have that conversation in a really polished and uh 
professional way that's going to be consistent every time as opposed to me jumping on a call every time. That's actually one of the trying things about financial coaches. We could talk about that too, is that a lot of the times I'm having the same conversation over and over again because whether it's about the, the, the state of the market or the economy or the budget or the spending or the consumption habits or whatever it might be, a lot of those things tend to repeat. And so if you can record that because it's kind of universal and consistent, then it's a great way to shift that off and so that I don't have to be on the, um, on a video call all the time just repeating myself. And it tends to be a lot cheaper for the other person. And it tends to be more convenient. Now, if they have time, they can go on, watch it on demand as opposed to having that calendar uh, invite sitting there and they have to show up for a particular meeting and if something comes up, it blows up, or if I, I have to change my schedule, whatever it is. So online courses, online education, all those types of things, I think are on the rise. And the, this, the data shows that, that people are using less in-person services and more of all of these virtual and digital services. So I think that's one thing that you've got to keep in mind, because as you're doing this personal coaching, you've got to be able to figure out how you are going to use the technology to enhance what you're doing right? It doesn't necessarily have to replace because in some ways, I think there is no replacement for people, right? Because some people want that uh, specific, specific and actionable tactical advice that is customized and suitable for them, right? And so that is the advantage that you get with working one-on-one with people. And I'm doing it for my own business and, and some of the other things I'm working on. So I don't just want general education. I do want it so that I can get juiced on what I need to know and the vocabulary that I need to have. But then I love having a professional come in and say, hey, you know, I'm looking at this and this and this of what you've got. And here's what I recommend. And that's what we're doing for people. So there's never going to be a, 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 a replacement for the person in total, but you have to think about how are you going to leverage those tools, whether it's online scheduling, whether it's video conference calls, I would get very comfortable with being able to do things like this, whether it's recording yourself or live streaming on your Facebook page or your YouTube channel, right? Those are the types of things that right now I would be focusing on uh, so that you can get your face and your name out there, as well as give people some idea of what it's like to engage with you, what your personality is like, what your style is like, what your cadence is like, because those are things that people are going to relate to, right? And they want to also be comfortable with your experience and your background and maybe your focus and your specialty. So, uh, you know, what I want to do is go in with someone who's going to be similar to me, right? I want to work with people who are going to be straight shooters and upfront and not beat around the bush and maybe give me some actionable advice and and uh, be experts in their field, right? And so those are the types of service providers I'm looking for. But other people might be looking for people with maybe a softer touch, right? A slower pace, maybe a, a, a little more thoughtful, whatever it might be, right? So everyone is, is out there looking for kind of that perfect fit, that perfect match for them. And so you want to put your content out there in a way that's digital so that people can help uh, figure that out and interview you without actually interviewing you and get a good sense of who you are so that they can say, hey, that's someone I want to continue to work with. So that's one of my um, that's one of my suggestions here is that the decline of coaching, I think, in part because of the rise of technology is a trend that you need to be aware of so that you can uh, capitalize on that and continue to increase your reach and scope with the use of technology. Don't shy away from it. Embrace it. You don't have to embrace every piece of it, but embrace the pieces that you're comfortable with and that add value to your practice. So hopefully that helps. Something to think about. Go out there and continue changing lives, including your own. See you later.